Welcome to GLT's All Good Local Tips with Caroline Wilson and Corey Perkin. All thanks to Red Energy. They're powered by Snowy Hydro and 100% Australian electricity and gas. Call 131 806 for real Aussie energy. Welcome everybody to our GLT episode, Good Local Tip. And if you have one, please contact us through the usual channels. A special hello to Red Energy our podcast sponsors, Red Energy, 100% Australian Electricity and Gas. Welcome to Caro, welcome to Miss Jane, and welcome to our special guest from episode 125, Rose Donahue in Amsterdam. Hi, ladies. Hello, Corey. Hi. Corey, uh, Corey, why don't we kick off with Rose? Because um, she, well, I mean, I don't know, it's nice to have an international good Any good Amsterdam tips, Rose, how to buff up your... Um, clogs or plait plat your hair in plaits. <laughs> how to keep well? How to keep your tulips? Was it, didn't weren't you meant to wrap them in newspaper and put them in your fridge when you bought them so they didn't open up and droop? No, the way to Fleur McCarg, my friend the florist, told me that you stick a little pin prick through the stem about two centimetres below the flower itself. Just go right through the stem and do that with all your tulips, and it's oh, absolutely true. They don't droop. It's amazing. There you go, Rose. Rose, Rose, enlighten us. Um, well, I've got two local tips for you. One of them is uh, more personal. I wanted to give my uh, recipe for a martini, which is something that has probably <laughs> been helping me get through these lonely isolation nights, sometimes more than it should be. Um, but I guess everyone knows a martini. It's hardly anything new. But I think my good local tip is that at the end of a long day where you may or may not have been in your uh, leggings or tracksuit pants the whole time and you feel a bit sort of gross, make yourself a martini and suddenly everything feels a little bit fancy. What? <laughs> oh, there you go. What do you put in your – is it a gin martini? I've been doing gin and vodka sometimes, not not together, gin or vodka. Um, so I do like a, a cap full of vermouth. I sort of guess the amount of gin or vodka because you don't want to have to have to be um, too precise. And then as many olives as, depending on how hungry you are, Oscar sometimes <laughs> throws in, my boyfriend sometimes throws in five or six olives, which can look a bit ridiculous, but then that's sort of his, his snack as well. Um, so that's my more personal local tip for what I've been doing in Amsterdam on these isolation nights. Can I pick up a little Amsterdam-inspired good local tip, Caro and Rose? Plant bulbs. Now is the time. Don't wait for May. Do it now while the soil is still a little bit warm. Uh, daffodils, Dutch iris, hyacinths, jonquils, pop them in and wait till spring and uh, the delight will become apparent. Well, they tend to actually, daffodils tend to come up in sort of August, don't they, towards yeah. the end of winter. It's always really exciting to it's watch so, them. It's so exciting and now's the time. And it's something actually you can do with your children as well. Just organise some bulbs to be delivered, home delivered, because we can't go out to, well, I suppose we can go to Bunnings, but I don't know whether other new nurseries are open. We but can go to Bunnings and I've been ordering a lot of stuff online actually which I'm pretty excited about. In fact, I've joined two diggers clubs in the last week as a result of my, you know, the net things I told you about last week. Yeah, that you jute, put your autumn, the jute baskets. The jute baskets. Well, I've now, Jane, you've got your hand up. I was up. just going to say a great gift. Bulbs are just so easy to transport and there's so many growers and flower growers out there doing it pretty tough because all yeah. the, you know, the, the big sort of high end of town is shut down. But you can send someone a box of bulbs as a gift, Mother's Day, 
that is something that they will have for the next, what, decades of their life. So I'm well in favour of, of bulbs as a present. Preferably they're sending their bulbs with a nice gardening book, Jane, from my bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> and Rose, uh, you've got a local, you, you've, you've told us in episode 125 about your sourdough starter business. Uh, you've got a, another old friend who's got a new business as well. Yes, another food-related local tip that's more local to uh, you guys in Australia rather than in Amsterdam is my good friend Frankie Cox, who is a chef, um, was working in the restaurant industry in New York for a while and is now back in Australia. Uh, Her and a friend have just started last week a new small business called Tuck Shop at Home. Um, And basically the idea is they're cooking really sort of easy but delicious and healthy meals for kids that they deliver to your home um, all ready to eat. You order them the night before and I think it's just sort of taking pressure off the parents who are probably going a bit nuts at the moment and not excited to make Kid lunch at, kids' lunches in the middle of the day. Well, it, it also, Rose, a lot of families are really busy. They're teaching their kids. They're trying to keep their job going at home. And I think probably the mums and dads get to five or six o'clock and they're just manic. They actually haven't had time to think about. What a great idea for a business. Do you know what Tuck I love about that? Rose, I love the fact that then, therefore, I would assume there's no dishes and I'm sure those girls are doing a great job with, you know, putting it in paper bags and sustainable packaging. But like cooking at home, as everyone else noticed, I mean, we're cooking so much more at home. The dishes are just never ending. Never been through so much dishwasher liquid, dishwashing liquid. And a lot of food left over in the fridge, dare I say. I think we're cooking above our stomachs. Oh, really. I'm coming for leftovers then. Al's just going... Can, can I just say, I did. you remember we, I burnt the shortbreads a couple of weeks ago. Well, I cooked them again on the weekend. This is this wonderful recipe from um, the Monday Morning Cooking Club. And in that, the recipe says an hour. I actually pulled them out at the 45-minute mark. They were perfect. I should have bought them. They were pale golden. So I think if you are, are they the ones you showed on the house party drinks on Sunday night? No, that was I showed you the cauliflower fritters. No, I reckon you showed the shortbread. Oh, did I? It still looked a little bit brownish to me, but oh, I mean, that maybe. Could been, <laughs> that could have been the tone of your. Um, but it's really interesting with recipes, you know, sometimes with baking. Uh, you have to get it's your oven, I suppose. Every oven is sensitive, but you've got to try it a couple of times. So, just um, in relation to that, in, to, in relation to that recipe, I just thought I'd mention that. Can I also say, um, in supporting local businesses, uh, I have organised a getaway with my two daughters, and I have paid up front. There is a website called theflophouse.com.au, and it's a group of different houses and accommodation places around central Victoria, Clinton, the Goldfields, Mount Macedon. And a group of people have got together and said, look, I've, you know, I have this shed out the back or you can hire my home or whatever. And so I don't know when we will be going to the flop house in Clinton, but I have booked it and I have paid for it. The people are so grateful that we have because of course nobody's traveling, nobody's supporting the tourism industry. Can I just suggest that as a possible Mother's Day gift that families might like to all just jump in and send mum away for a couple of days, theflophouse.com.au. Except at the moment you can't go. No, but you just do, you put it in, you know, you put it in to be done, one of those things to do in the future. And also that actually, I was listening to all this research, I don't know, Rose, you're probably listening to more podcasts than ever in your life as well, but, you know, psychologists saying it's the anticipation of an event that we actually get almost as much pleasure about, which I've realised in the past where I've looked forward to a really big concert 
ended up standing there going, you know, busting to go to the loo, the drink's really expensive. <laughs> and yeah, it's good, but but it's the anticipation of an event, a getaway. You're now, Corrie, going to have the next few months of looking forward to that time exactly when you're going right. to be sitting there with your beautiful daughters. So I think it's a really good thing. Front of a roaring thing. fire. Yeah, yeah. You get to baking. There's actually, and, and, um, there's research on this. They've done research about how to best use your annual leave every year to be the happiest. And they found that you're much better to put it up put it into chunks because of that anticipatory period where you're looking forward to your holiday and then the sort of holiday glow a few days afterwards. And I think they found that eight days is the optimum time for a holiday to stay I, I happy. Would, I would agree with eight wow. days. I would agree Good. with eight days because anything less, you spend a couple of time, day, the first two days being a bit stressed and trying to get in touch with your local new environment and stuff, don't you? Um, Rose, I'd like to uh, put a GLT out there that involves you and maybe you can tell us about it. Your terrific podcast, which I am loving, Somewhere Else. Can you tell us about that? Well, thanks, Corrie. It's nice of you to put me in the GLTs. Um, <laughs> well, I've, well we've, mentioned, was... <laughs> we've mentioned your sourdough baking, but yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so me and my ex-colleague now, January Jones, when I was working at, at Domain, last year started a podcast called Somewhere Else and it probably is good to listen to at the moment because they're basically just interviews with people who are living in weird and wonderful ways. So we have an episode where we uh, interview an 80-year-old who lives in a tree house that he's built. Uh, We interview full-time house sitters who don't own a home but just sort of move around the world house-sitting other people's homes. Um, So it's it's pretty escapist uh, content which might be what people feel like right now. So yeah, it's Look really it good. Somewhere else. I loved the one you did with the guy who spends a lot of time on a boat. Oh, he was funny, wasn't he? He was living really on water. Good. Yeah, it was really good. Wasn't there a lighthouse one as well? The lighthouse people uh, dropped out, actually. Oh. A lot of these people are really hard to get onto because they literally, like we had a guy who literally lives underground in Cooper Pedy and he was pretty hard to get onto because he doesn't have the best <laughs> internet living underground. Not great reception. Uh, Corrie, I should mention Jane Horn, our friend via Facebook, who um, her GLT as a teacher is not to worry about what your kids are not doing with their home learning. You are not homeschooling them. You are parenting and guiding them through a fairly major world crisis. Just love and support them. And I have heard that from a lot of my friends who've got children. I mean, there is no point turning this into a daily argument. It's only going to be six months at worst or may, of, of not going to school. They'll catch up. Thing you know, we will all survive. It's like even even a bad VCE score, people do survive from. You know, it's it's not going to be the end of the world. And I would also say on that sort of front, I find it really difficult not to criticise. You know, your partner or someone else in the equation who might be doing the home home learning, like Simon's doing with Huey. Just bite your tongue and don't criticise. And the same as if I'm doing a bad job at the art project we didn't quite finish over the weekend. You know, he can't criticise. We're just trying to just let that level of anxiety about, are they doing a good job? Are they? It's just, it's really difficult with the little ones. We just have to all be be peaceful. Rose, can you imagine what I would have been like? With home you would have been a nightmare. <laughs> I was bad enough when I wasn't doing it. Um, Remember when you you offered or threatened to take the whole year off when I did VCE and I said that will actually make me do work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I just mention as well, ladies, Jane Horn, who um, just, you know, had those, those comments on learning from home, she has actually also recommended to us a virtual walk, ride, run 
app. It's called My Virtual Mission, the Conqueror event series. So I'm not sure if Jane's got reality, like um, virtual reality goggles or something on, but it obviously allows you via the wonders of technology, a video screen or maybe a TV, to walk, ride or run a significant landmark or trail, which can motivate Maybe I could do you. that because my May challenge is doing the waterways of Melbourne. Maybe I could just not leave my living room well, and we... pretend I'm well, Della. I mean, it's not going <laughs> to hurt you. To, not going to hurt you to walk along the Yarra. I'm not sure if anyone's actually bothered to capture the uh, side of the Maribyrnong or anything on one of these uh, apps yet, Corrie. <laughs> can I can I just put a call out before we go for? And I know Corrie, you've found some good country road ones. I need the perfect leisure wear. I need a new pair. We know our we know our friend online. We think they still haven't arrived. The one she ordered that we think oh, might have come for the, the Russian mafia. Oh my goodness! I I just I, I see myself in. Something maybe elasticized waist, but not tracksuit pants, not leggings. I have two words. What? Jane Lamerton. Does she Ooh. make them? Well, she, our friend Jane Lamerton, who's a friend of the pod and has been on the podcast, is now working exclusively for Harris Scarf. And I have been bleaching to her for about a month on this topic, Caro. And I'm delighted to say that her range of leisure wear, which will be beautiful, or lounge wear, will be in Harris Scarf available online. I think she said they've moved it forward to the end of May. So just all I can can suggest is that people uh, join Harris Scarf on Instagram. Janie's already popped up a couple of times promoting her clothing and just uh, stay tuned. But I will be letting you know, Caro, when her leisure wear. Maybe with a pair of funky designer runners or maybe with a pair of Monty Monty slippers. slippers. New colours coming. (laughs) Can I just say before we go, and this is sight unseen, so I haven't, I don't know anything about this series. But apparently, um, Rose, you know Sally Rooney's Normal People, which I think is a book you and Caro oh, loved. loved. Yeah, oh, there is there's now. a twelve part TV adaptation, and it started on Stan this week. So Stan here in Australia, BBC Three in the UK, and it started on Monday, April twenty seventh. So just get on to Stan Normal People, sight unseen, as I say. But I know a lot of our listeners have loved Sally Rooney's books. That is a very good local tip. I actually came home the other night and found my brilliant friend on, I don't know whether it was on Stan or SBS. Yes, so I I'll, did hear I'll that watch one of, about. I'll watch one of those episodes. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rose, for your Amsterdam-inspired GLTs. Thank you, Miss Jane. Thank you, Caro. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And what do we say? Don't, don't shoot, shoot the messenger. The messenger. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Caro and Corrie's GLTs. If you've got a good local tip, we'd love to hear from you. You can email feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au or join us on Facebook and Twitter. It's all for Red Energy, powered by Snowy Hydro. Red Energy are a leader in renewable energy. They're 100% Australian electricity and gas. You can give them a call on 131 806 for real Aussie energy. Thanks for listening.